like a sharp pain, your right ear. Thank you, Jesus, for the surgery. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. This one is permanent. Yes, 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 yes. For some time, the pain goes and comes back, but this one is permanent. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. When we call you, you will answer. Yes, you are. When we call you, you will 
Wherever you are, just lift your voice. If indeed you believe that there is no name. When you call on Jesus, when you call on Yeshua, he, he, he is always right that the Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow, he's right there with us. Yes, if indeed you believe this is a song for the moment. If you believe this, yes, just lift it wherever you are. Open your heart and sing this like a minute. Yeah. From beginning to the end, 
spiritual illumination and understanding in the name of Jesus unto all spiritual matters of God wisdom to comprehend your mysteries la Lendos 
the basics. Then we looked at fasting, the principles, and then the last time the Holy Spirit took us through fasting, the process. Today, we climax the series with the final part, fasting, biblical patterns. Amen. And of all the biblical patterns that are, that are replete in the Bible, the Holy Spirit led me to four of them, four key patterns that we would want to study today. Amen. Want to study four biblical patterns. We shall look at that of Daniel, the Daniel fast. The Holy Spirit will also help us with the Esther fast. We shall also look at the Daniel fast. And then, if time permits us, Jesus' fast. Amen. The Bible does not give so much detail about the fast of Jesus, but by the Holy Spirit, we shall delve into a few keys, a few keys that are in there. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, man of prayer. You are welcome. We hope you stay with us. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So before we get into the word, as usual, we want to do a quick recap of some of the things that God took us through in the past week as we started the series. When we got to fasting the basics, we realized that the, the Christian discipline of fasting is not explicitly ordained. Hallelujah. It is not explicitly, explicitly ordained by God, but Jesus said it in the passing. When ye fast, Matthew 6 verse 16 to 18. So it is implied. Amen. That means that Jesus does not in any wise instruct us directly to to fast, but then he has expectations. So he says, when ye fast. We said that fasting is the second most neglected Christian discipline. Next meditation. Hallelujah. And then we said that fasting is, is, can be categorized or grouped into two broad categories. That is the personal or private fast and then the congregational or group fast. Hallelujah. And we said all other types of fast fall under these two categories. These two broad categories. And we said that fasting essentially as a spiritual discipline, a Christian spiritual discipline. Actually, many people fast. Many groups in the world fast. Buddhists fast. Hindus fast. Um, Christians fast. Muslims fast. So many people fast. Even sometimes fasting could be prescribed as an, an antidote to a medical condition of a person. Hallelujah. Minister Charles, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. So, there are many groups or many reasons why people even fast. So then what is fasting in our context of Christians or in the kingdom of God? We said fasting is a total or partial abstinence, usually from food and or water or something desired for a deliberately apportioned period of time. We said that fasting it's a shutting of the flesh. It shuts the flesh out to fully let loose the spirit. It is the removal of abstinence from that which strengthens any part of our lives in the natural realm. Hallelujah. And we said that there are three types of fasting that fall under the broad, the broad category. The two broad categories of corporate or private fasting are the absolute fast, which is also called the, the food and water fast or the dry fast. We looked at the scriptures. If you missed it, please, you can visit our podcast and listen to the audios, the previous, I think, episode 30, 30, 
30 or 31 thereabouts one of the episodes it's, it's labeled so it once you get there you can locate it amen then the second type is the water or liquid fast also termed as a food fast where we abstain from food but not fluid and we say when we say fluid we are talking about fluid that does not carry any form of calories amen and then we also looked at the partial or the daniel fast that or the dietary fast amen and then we said there could be a, a, a third category that we could add a fourth category which is the abstinence fast amen and um, and then we move to we explained we explained all of these we looked at why Mo- Mo- Moses and Elijah's fast were not true fast per human standards because they fasted in a in the supernatural by a certain a certain imparted supernatural strength Moses fasted in the supernatural presence of God Elijah fasted having gained after having gained what strength from the angel the food that the angel gave gave unto him amen or fed him with and we said that how we came to look at um the principles fasting the principles we said that there are certain principles that 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 and that get what the, the spiritual discipline or the christian spiritual discipline of fasting we said that there's, there's first of all the pre, the principle of committing out yourself unto God, unreserved commitment. The principle of consecrated commitment to God's pleasure or, or His will. Then we said the second principle is that of honored privacy and secrecy to God, because fasting ought to be in secret. When the, the third principle that the Spirit of God gave us was the principle of prayer, prayer and confession. Or prayer, confession, and personal sanctification during a fast. Then four, we said the principle of giving or sacrifice. Very key principle if our fast is to become or to be considered a true fast. Then we said that there is a principle of feeding on the word. There is a principle of humility. There is a principle of self-denial. Amen. And then the last time we looked at fasting, the process. And we said that... process of fast must begin with a definite reason a definite reason or need amen a specific need you can't just go into a fast for no reason when you have nothing to nothing to petition god for nothing for which reason you are fasting or you are humbling or afflicting your soul hallelujah and we said that when we sacrifice anytime we we sacrifice our appetite for a particular reason it does something powerful in the realm of the spirit that god honors amen and we said that fasting is is is, be, is best commenced at a given spiritual instruction or at the discernment of the inception of a new spiritual season or dimension and today when we get to Ezra, the ezra fast we will realize why sometimes transitions or changes or upgrades into new dimensions or phases phases in life require a certain form of fast or require fasting to upgrade us amen these are spiritual principles bible says that the can the canal man 
does not appreciate the things of the spirit, but the spiritual man appreciates. His understanding is, is fruitful because he judges all things. In other words, he's able to discern spiritual things. So you, you, you should be discerning. I want to encourage you that as you are listening to this podcast, be discerning. Amen. Be discerning. Open up your hearts for the spirit. I may say one thing, but the Holy Spirit can minister more than that to you as you open up your heart to receive from the Spirit and not for me as a person. Amen. So fasting is best commenced at a given spiritual instruction or when there is the inception of a new season. Amen. And we said that some of the things that may push a person into a fast may be the need for clarity on issues to, to, to apprehend the mind of God as it happened to the church in Antioch, Acts 13. Or when you want to, you need clarity on purposes, answers to questions as, as, as in the case of Daniel, breaking the yokes of iniquity as in Esther and message from judgment, the king of Nineveh in 1 Samuel chapter 7. Um, you see... When the people of Israel turned their backs on God and were worshipping Ashtaroth and then um, strange gods and they came under heavy affliction, then God, they had to fast. Someone encouraged them that if only they would turn their, their backs on those gods and turn away from those, those evil ways and then again sanctify themselves, purify themselves and then set their hearts to seek God and turn back to God, then God was going to restore them, heal them. And so, after they had done this, Bible says, Samuel proclaimed a fast, a fast, a fast, and he judged Israel. Samuel, Samuel chapter 7, verse 6, 7, 8, thereabouts. We said, fasting essentially is all about seeking God and drawing closer to Him. Fasting essentially, apart from it bringing us breakthrough, breaking the yokes of iniquity, the bands, losing the bands of wickedness, and on ushering us into new seasons, preparing our spirits to carry the weight of new responsibilities, it is essentially at the core of His design to make us see God and draw closer to Him intimacy. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank God. So, we looked at some of the examples. We said that some of the practical considerations during a fast. I think time will not permit me to go into this. So then we can look at that. If you missed, please you can visit the previous audio and enjoy. Amen. God bless us, Mr. Rich. You are welcome. So let's get quickly into today's word. We are getting into today's word. Father, we thank you. Show us your glory. Enlighten the eyes of understanding. And your light, Lord, cause us to see light. And your light, cause us to see light. Holy Spirit, brood upon our hearts, brood over our spirit, our souls, brood in the name of Jesus. Take absolute control. Grant me utterance as I speak your words. May I not be heard. May you be heard and may you be seen in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I bless you. Jesus.
Somebody help us with Esther chapter 4, verse 16. Esther chapter 4, verse 16. In fact, there are many verses we are going to be looking at when it comes to the Esther fast. So many verses. We look at the background and we study it carefully because it is one of the necessary fasts in the lives of believers today. Believers have come up against so much. Sometimes they are overwhelmed. Alright. So the verse 16. Um, it says, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa. I like the King James. You know that. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Shushan, the palace. And fast. And fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and we and so will I go into go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. And if I perish, I perish. Hallelujah. God bless you, Mr. Winning and Mr. David. Now this was or these were the words of Esther given to one of her maids to be given back to her uncle Mordecai. After that, Mordecai brought in message to her concerning the plans of Haman, the son of Hamadeta, the Aga, Agagite, or the Agite, I don't know how to to pronounce that that wicked name hallelujah the agagite yes but preceding this what happened preceding this what happened that takes us backward it takes us backward to Esther chapter 3 you see that there was a plot. What brought about that plot? Esther chapter 3 verse 1 enlightens us about how that after a favor, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman and exalted his seat above all the princes that were with him. Mr. Region to call in. Promoted 
and exalted his seat above all the princes that were with him. Now, by faith, by 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 um, by virtue of this promotion, all the king's servants that were with him had to what make obeisance. They had to obey. They had to bow to him at the gate every time they see him. But the Bible says that it came to pass that there was one of these people called Mordecai, who was not of the people, because he was a Jew. And he happens to be the uncle of um, Esther, the, the queen. The Bible says that whenever he came to pass by the gate, he wouldn't bow. They will not, he will not reverence this um, Haman man because of whatever reason that we will be seeing soon. Some of the people there, some of the king's servants that were there now began to entreat Mordecai. They said, Mordecai, this is coming from the throne. There is a seal of the king upon it. So you do this at your own word. Expense. You are just digging your grave. Yet Mordecai will not listen. So then these people went ahead to tell Haman that, see, in case you are not aware, this is what a certain one of the Jews, a certain man called Mordecai, this is what he does. He doesn't bow to you and he's of the Jews. And Bible says that when Mordecai saw that Haman bowed not, nor did him reverence, then he was full of wrath. He became full of wrath. This was the beginning of the woes and the plights of the people of the Jews. Hallelujah. Before I come back to this story, I want to share with us that, you see, God has a way of pushing us into glory. Sometimes the path to glory is that of reproach. Sometimes the path to victory is that of warfare. Sometimes the path to, to inheriting our throne could be service or sacrifice. This was the issue that Esther, Mordecai, and the Jews were facing. And one way that grace and illumination by the Spirit to understand the principles that govern the realm or the domain or that the dimension of our, our, our upliftment is given or, or released to us is through fasting. But to make us access that, God allows the limits and the obstacles to come to us. So in this particular pattern, we see the beginning of the creation of the obstacle. The the The... the, the decree that went round the entire provinces of Ahasuerus realm, in Ahasuerus's realm to destroy the Jews. But then, as they engaged the mystery of fasting, we saw the yoke of iniquity broken totally, such that everything overturned. 
Amen. So as we fast also, another, another thing is the release of uncommon grace unto prayer. That is to empower us for the lifting to that next level. So we realize that what happened, there were a lot of supernatural forces behind the scenes. And so how come a whole king will not be able to sleep on a particular night? When the wife or the, 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 the queen, his queen, had told him nothing about what is going on yet. You could see that spiritual forces are at work. And then they were empowered by the energies generated through this powerful weapon of absolute fast. The Esther fast. Fasting for three days dry. No water, no food. Bible says that not only the human beings fasted, but the entire possessions they had, the animals, their children, everybody, everyone fasted. Some tore their clothes. They were mourning. They wept. But you see, prior to the fast, you will, we, we shall get there soon. Amen. We shall get there soon. I don't want to... I don't want to take the wind out of this sail. Father, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. So, back to the story. We realize that because of Haman's fury and indignation, he sought to lay hands on Mordecai. And because of the new knowledge that the king's servant made available to him now, that Mordecai is not alone, he has his people scattered around the place, the province, or the provinces. Now he sought to also lay hands on all of them because he was full of wrath, not only against Mordecai, but against all of these people, the Jews. He sought to destroy them. So Bible says he conceived, he began to hatch a plan. What do I do to exterminate, to wipe all of these people out? So then he came. He came to the king and he said unto him, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all of the provinces of your kingdom. And their laws are, are diverse from all people. They don't keep the king's laws. Therefore, the king should not allow them or permit them to what? To live. So he said that, king, if you are satisfied with this, if you are okay, if it pleases you, let them all be destroyed. And then I'm going to make payment for their lives. I am buying them literally. The verse 9 actually says, If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamedata, or Hamedata the Agite, the Jews, the Jews, 
enemy. Just imagine. You come to the place in your life where your wrath qualifies you. You are so filled with indignation and wrath to the extent that it qualifies you to be properly described as the enemy of a, a, a certain people or a certain person. That is a very, very dangerous place to be. That is why at all times, it's good we examine the condition of our hearts. The Bible says that the king gave Haman the ring from his hand. That is symbolic of approval, endorsement of Haman's plan. Now the king said unto him, that he should do with them as it seemed him good. As you made the payment to the people, I have released the Jews into your hands. Now deal with them as it pleases you. That is more like the woes and the pains of bed pants. This was the beginning of all the trouble that was yet to come. So then, the king's scribes were called, and then they wrote the decree. And then they passed this decree or this book, this bill. It was posted to all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all the Jews. Bible says, both young and old, little children, women, and to take their spoil for a prey. Then a copy of the writing, verse 14 says, The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people that they should be ready against that day. They should be ready against that day. Looming threat. The Bible says, The post went out, being hastened, being hastened by the king's commandment and the decree was given in Shushan the palace and the king and Haman sat down to drink but the city Shushan was perplexed the city Shushan was perplexed Bible says when Mordecai perceived all that was done Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the midst of the city and Bible says he cried with a loud and bitter cry but that wasn't the solution to the problem Mordecai cried loudly and bitterly we come against oppositions the yokes of affliction the bonds of imprisonment So many challenges and sometimes you don't know what to do but the solution certainly does not lie in crying hallelujah though bible many there are many instances in the bible where people actually cried even jesus bible says jesus wept in first samuel 1 the bible says that the verse 10 bible says that hannah was in bitterness of, of soul she cried and she wept so 
But that was not what brought her her deliverance. That was not what brought her the answer to her prayers. She wept. Bible says she prayed and she wept so. She prayed. She was in agony or bitterness of soul. So no matter how we cry, there are the principles. And she made a vow. She made a vow out of that crying, out of the plenty prayers and supplications. She made a vow and that brought her turn around. So people, people of God, people of God, there are situations in life. Or there are situations that life will bring our ways. For that reason, God intentionally, if you read Romans chapter 15 verse 4, Bible says the things that were written aforetime, they were written for our learning. So that we, by patience and, co- by patience and comfort of scriptures, might have hope. I hope I'm quoting it right. It says the things, Romans, I think Romans chapter 15 verse 4. So the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, by prayer that yes god bless you for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have what hope so all these biblical precepts or patterns of fastings and prayers were written for us so that anytime you are faced with an obstacle that is patterned after the nature of the obstacle that um, esther what faced or the people of the Jews faced, Mordecai and Esther and the people of the Jews faced in, in the reign of Kenahasuerus, you locate the mystery that brought them the breakthrough. The Throne room, man of God, you are welcome. God bless you. Minister Emmanuel, God bless you for joining us. Amen. You locate the keys. You see, when it comes to spiritual warfare, warfare is... Warfare, for instance, is, is won largely by strategies, not by strength. So sometimes if you even watch wrestling, you realize that there, there, there could be a, somebody who is much smaller than the other opponent and yet they're able to take the giant opponent down, not because of their size, but because of their strategies, their skill. So David, for instance, David, for instance, was able to bring Goliath down because of the skill of the sling he had and the power that backed him. So then he, when he stood before him, he said that who is this uncircumcised Philistine who threatens, who come to threaten and to, and to defy the armies of the God of Israel day and night. He knew the mystery he was about engaging. So when he was being restrained, he told his, his brothers, or is, was it not for a cause? Was it not for a cause? And that the God who delivered me from, from the hands of the lion and the bear shall also deliver me from the hands of this uncircumcised Philistine. He was invoking a mystery right there. So beyond our cries, the bitterness, there are principles. So in Esther 4.1, we realize that Haman was, was crying. He tore, he, he put on sackcloth and ashes and went down to the midst of the city and he cried aloud after he rented his cloth or his clothes and bible says he came even before the king's gate that he might enter into the king's gate but then it was not allowed so he sent a message unto esther 
and delivered unto her that this is what is going on. We have become enemies of Hamedata the Agagite. Bible describes him, uh, describes him in Esther chapter 3 verse 11 or, or verse 10 as the enemy of the Jews. That is a title that he earned for himself. And to make yourself an enemy of the Jews means that you made yourself an enemy of God. For somebody to make himself an enemy of you actually means he has made himself an enemy of God. Because we understand that we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. Hallelujah. God has called us forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. We are the seeds of Abraham. So anything that happened by to Abraham and happened to Isaac and happened to, 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 to Jacob by virtue or by way of blessing, we are also entitled. So if God warned the enemies of Abraham, if he warned, um, 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 what's the name of this man? Abimelech for the sake of Abraham, then God is capable of warning your enemies for your sake, even in their dreams, from doing you harm. Hallelujah. So they dare not touch you. They dare not touch me. Hallelujah. We are the seeds of Abraham. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told they delivered a message that Mordecai had delivered unto them to her. Then Bible says Esther was exceedingly grieved and she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth. Hallelujah. So Bible says that in the verse 8 of Esther chapter 4, Esther gave him the copy of the writing of the decree. Es Esther received from him, from his uncle Mordecai, the copy of the writing of the decree that was given to Shushan to destroy them. And Bible says that Esther began now to engage her chamberlains. And then told them that they should go and tell her uncle that he should gather together all the people and proclaim a three-day fast. They should neither eat nor drink. Hallelujah. They should neither eat nor drink so that he would go into the king and supplicate to make supplication the supplication he said that in verse 8 to to make supplications unto the king and to make a request for the people people of god there are times when we are faced with very tough situations in life and the only way out is to draw closer to god in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 11, Bible says that as we draw close to God and humble our souls and our spirit through fasting and prayers, our light break forth. Then shall your light, that means the light has been trapped within you. There is a light within you. When Bible says arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, it means that there is a light that is upon your life, but it only comes into manifestation when you arise. Because as you arise, you are engaging the powers of that light. Hallelujah. There is a light within that must break forth. There is a light within. 
there is a light within. Okay, Isaiah 58 verse 8, rather, God bless you. He says, then shall thy, thy light break forth as the morning, and, then sh- and, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. The glory of the Lord. This one, just like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 and 21, this kind goeth not out but by fasting and prayers. 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 So when the message came to Esther, you know, it was a difficult thing. That is why he sends clothes to Hamath, to, to Mordecai for him to put on. But Mordecai rejected the clothes. Because of, because of the agony and the bitterness. So Mordecai told Esther, Esther, you are the only one we, we can fall on. Yes, God bless you for that scripture. Matthew 17, 21. How be this kind go not out, but by prayer and fasting. It says that, Esther, if you do nothing about this situation, and you hold your peace at this time, then salvation and enlargement and deliverance will arise for the people of the Jews from another place. But as for you and your father's house, you shall be destroyed. Now, here is a word in here for every believer listening right now. God has positioned you in that place, in that land for a reason. He has placed your ministry or planted your ministry in that place for a reason. To intercept certain works of darkness and to make, to, 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 to be able to govern and colonize that territory for God. To make interse- intercessions for the people of the land. He has put you in that family for a reason. So that you can break the old demonic priesthood and raise a superior priesthood even by the blood of the Lord Jesus. God has brought you into that land or has sent you ahead into that foreign land for a reason. Because there are people whose lives are tied to you that you need to help. So like like, like Joseph in Genesis chapter 4. Is it 50 verse 20 or so? Bible says that he told his brothers that as for you, you meant it for evil. But God brought me ahead of you for such a time as this. I don't know the particular scripture, but I think it's Genesis 50 verse 20. So there is a reason. There is a reason. So Esther had to shake herself. She had to get up her loins. She had to... Wow, wow, wow. The Holy Spirit is at work. Mightily at work. God bless you. Genesis 50, 20. He said, but as for you, as for you, when you were selling me out, when you were betraying me, when you were lying on me, when you were hating me for my dreams, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Hallelujah. So Esther, now, told them to tell Mordecai this answer. He says, go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me. Don't eat, don't drink. That is absolute or total or dry fast. Three days and three nights. He says, I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the Lord. Because that was a great risk that he was about taking. You see, in those days, 
when it is not time to approach the king when a king wants to have privacy to himself he he goes into the inner court the whole pattern of the the, the kingdom is designed just after or fashion after the the tabernacle moses tabernacle one of these days i trust god to help us study the tabernacle the structure of the tabernacle and then the tabernacle prayer the outer court the inner court the holy place where outside you you, you see the brazen um or the liver then you come and see the brazen altar and the rest and then later when you get into the holy of holies you know that is which is the the the, the, the place where we, we we do we deal with god and do deeper business with god you encounter the glory the, the shekinah glory and in that place there are no symbols no shadows nothing of that sort over there because god himself draws there the king the king always sat in the inner court of the palace so anytime you are to enter there without he is calling for you he's making demand for you your life was actually at risk except that he lifts up the golden scepter that is to say i have pardoned you or may your life be spared many of us don't understand the reason behind what what the statement Esther made when she said if I perish I perish that is why I am just taking time to break this down a bit so Bible says hey, oh thank you Lord Bible says that so Mordecai went his way okay let me just finish reading from here it says I also and my maidens will fast likewise and so will I go in unto the king which is not according to the law and if I perish I perish and if I perish I perish and if I perish I perish if I perish I perish sometimes when you're faced with certain situations there are no rooms for complaints no rooms for 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 for, for crying much when you're dealing with stubborn situations bondages things that are harassing your life every now and then you realize that it is not time to complain it's time to focus on god and his power so that he can cause that situation to bow hallelujah so that statement if i perish i i perish means that my current life situation is no better than the pain of embarking on a three-day absolute fast If I look at the, some of the, the recurrent cyclic pain, trouble, the thing that plagued me that I don't want to keep seeing in my life. It is painful. It is disgusting. But the pain of a three-day fast is worth it. Hallelujah. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Now it came to pass, Bible says, the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house. Over, that is Esther chapter 5, verse 1, over against the king's house, and the king sat upon his royal throne in the, in the royal house, over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in her sight. On the third day of that fast, on the third day of the dry fast, Esther obtained favor in the sight of the king. Instead of being being killed, instead of 
her life being put in danger, she obtained favor. This one cometh not cometh out or cometh not out except by prayer and by fasting. So Bible says that because of the favor, the king now held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near. Let us draw near with our hearts sprinkled with with, with pure water. Amen. And our consciences purged from sin. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? And what is thy request? It shall be given thee to the half of the kingdom. When unexpectedly somebody bulges, Esther bulges into the king's palace or the inner court and then instead of the king asking her what is it that you want and leaving it there, he says that it shall be given unto you even unto up to half of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Is that not glorious? Is that not powerful? That is favor. That is favor. Real favor at work. I pray that may this kind of favor, may this kind of light break forth for you in the name of Jesus. Even as you embark on this 21 days fast of supernatural manifestation, may God command favors for you on the left, favors on the right, favors on, on, on your at your back, favors in front of you, favors, favors on every side in the name of Jesus. May God cause your light to break forth. May God cause your light to break forth. May dignitaries, people who matter, in places that matter, may they favor your cause in the name of Jesus. Bible says, And Esther answered and said, If it seem good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for them. When they go to the banquet, Bible says the king now again inquired of Esther, What is your petition? And she said, If I found favor in your sight, in fact, my king, I want you to come again to the second day of the banquet with Haman. Hallelujah. In verse 9 of Esther 5, Bible says that then Haman went forth that day joyful and with. I want us to take note of this particular verse because of the sudden turn of events bible says that he went forth that day joyful with a glad heart why because <laughs> she, 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 she thought that the way things were being orchestrated were to her favor were to his favor but whenever he set eyes or he saw Mordecai in the king's gate that he stood not up, nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. Hallelujah. So then he went to tell his friends all that had happened. Not knowing what was coming. Not knowing that the Jews had invoked a certain mystery through a three-day a three dry fast. That was yet to cut off his life and deliver his entire family into the hands 
of the very people that he had made his enemies. Hallelujah. And Haman told them of the glory of his riches and the multitude of his children and all the things wherein the king had promoted him and how he had advanced him before the princes and the servants of the king. Hallelujah. Then again, he started making his boast, saying that, and when the queen or the wife of the king threw a banquet, he in, she invited no other person but him to dine with, with, with her and the king. Sir E.L., you are welcome, General. God bless you for joining us. I couldn't welcome you earlier because we're in a moment of prayer. Amen. And the Bible says that despite all of these things, the promotions, the wealth, and all that, this Haman, son of Hamedata, the Agagite, was never satisfied. All these things availed nothing to him, so long as he saw Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate, who never bowed to him. So his wife also came in and made a suggestion unto, unto him. He said, Haman, see, why don't you prepare some gallows about 50 cubits high tomorrow and speak to the king so that Mordecai will be hung on it. Little did it know. Little did it know that he was digging his own grave. He was, he was actually setting the very, the, he was setting himself up for destruction. And that the very trap that he was setting for the destruction of the, the people that he considered his enemies or the one he considered his enemy was the very, very trap that was going to end his life. Hallelujah. The power of the Esther fast. So Bible says that when Haman's wife, Zeresh by name, had suggested this thing unto Haman, it pleased him. That is how wickedness is. When some people are being wicked, in fact, when they are being wicked to a people, when they are causing harm, destruction, they don't look back. They enjoy, they so enjoy it because they are partners with the enemy. But Bible says that there is an end to all wickedness. For surely there is an end. For surely there is an end. Surely there is an end. So we come to Matthew, we come to Esther chapter 6 verse 1. And Bible says that the king could not sleep on that night. That was the second night. He could not sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles. And they were read before him. People of God, the question here is, why would a king all of a sudden have his sleep disturbed when the queen had not mentioned anything to him on the first day of the banquet? After the fast, she didn't mention it to him. The second day, he couldn't, she didn't mention it. And that night, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep. And of all requests that he could have made, he requested that the book of the records of the chronicle should be brought to him. For what reason? Because there was a certain mystery at work. As we are fasting and praying, and praying, I tell people that those of us who are committed and consistent, see, there is something about to break forth in our lives that people will never understand in the name of Jesus. Out of our bellies, then shall our light break forth. 
as a new day or as the dawn. So he began to read. They were read before the king and it was found written that Mordecai had ever saved the king, had told of Bictana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king, Ahasuerus. And Bible says that the king now asks, what has been done for this, this man? What honor has been done him? What reward has been given him for this kind act of saving my life? And preserving the kingdom because usually when a king dies mysteriously like that a whole kingdom could be could be thrown into chaos for a season then said the king's servants that ministered unto him there is nothing done for him i pray that may your your fasting provoke the heavens to cause men to remember you to favor you in the name of jesus by all means may men may god cause men to favor you in the name of jesus May somebody sleep be disturbed for your sake. Even as you listen, may somebody sleep be disturbed for your sake. May the sleep of somebody who matters in a land that matters, in a time that matters, be disturbed for your sake in the name of Jesus. Even as God did for Esther and the Jews. Anybody who has promised us who has made any form of commitment to your life to help or to support or to promote or to release or to connect you to anything good to support you and to push you through for which it has been delayed and the promise is being drawn back or there's been disappointment i pray that may the favor of god and the power of god answering right now cause a sudden shift and release in the name of jesus let there be sudden shifts and turnarounds and releases in the name of jesus that which has been disappointment right now in the name of jesus according to the will of god we reinstate and we turn back into divine appointments in jesus name that which has been disappointment from seasons past, years past, months past, we declare and we return, we turn them back into divine appointments in the name of Jesus. I speak restoration of every lost opportunities, every lost opportunities, every lost opportunities of glory, finances, let there be replacement, let there be restorations, all round restorations now in the name of Jesus. Father, oh God, I ask that your angels be released. Angels of God, we come into agreement and in partnership with your ministry for us right now. Lord, release your angels to see to a speedy fulfillment, speedy execution of all of these words in the name of Jesus, of all of these declarations in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. For we are the sheep of your pasture and the king said who is in the court now Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house yes the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai haha <laughs> the beginning of his own doom on the gallows that had pre that he had prepared for him and the king's servant said unto him behold Haman standard at or in the in the court and the king said let him come in so now as Haman came the king posed a question to Haman like a proverb the same proverb or a similar proverb that was posted to Samson he says that out of that that Samson actually 
posed, posed to the people, the people of, the, of Philistine. He said that out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the meat came forth sweetness. And they could not what, understand this mystery. The king also posed to him. He says that, The king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor? Mercy. And all of a sudden, the son of wickedness, Haman, the enemy of the Jews, thought to himself, for all his selfish reasons, he thought to himself, that perhaps the king is talking about me. The king must be talking about me. <laughs> he said, to whom would the king delight to honor more than to myself? So he answered and gave very lofty and pleasing answers, only preparing the way. In fact, decorating the life, prophetically decorating the life of his very enemy, because there was about to be a turnaround in the realms. He says that, let the royal apparel be brought with the king used to wear, and the horse that the king rided upon, and the crown the crown royal, which is set upon uh, upon his head, he, he said, "The whole Lord." Now, when he was done saying all that he wanted to say, the king said unto Haman, "Haman, you have done well, coming out with all of these great ideas. Maybe you had no idea this was a, a form of puzzle, and you were not the, the recipient or the benefic beneficiary of this answer. So, therefore, now make haste." And take these very things, the apparel, the horse, the crown royal, and all of these things, and go speedily. It says, make haste. Make haste. I pray that anybody who must favor you, whose sleep must be disturbed, anybody in the land of Ghana, anybody outside of the land of Ghana, anybody in, the, in Europe, anybody in the, the states, the United States of, 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 of America, the north, the south, anybody in Asia, anywhere in any foreign land, who must favor you, who God has ordained as a divine helper or as a divine connector unto your life, destiny helper, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May God cause their sleeps to be disturbed and may God cause them to, to, to perform their will, to perform the will of God for you speedily in the name of Jesus. May they make haste without delay. May they make haste without delay. May the speed of the Spirit crush every yoke and weapon of delay that has been released against any destiny listening to this podcast right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Make haste and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said and do even so to Mordecai, the Jew. The Jew. Now the enemy of the Jews was now going to honor the Jew. In fact, the one he hated most. He says that the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. You see, Romans 9 verse 26. The very places that it was said to you, you are not a child of God. The very places you are rejected. I pray, may God cause acceptance in those same places, even for his glory in the name of Jesus. The very place you were shamed. May God honor you before that, the very people in the name of Jesus. The very enemies and people 
who, who look down on you, who undermine your abilities and your capacity and the grace of God upon your life. I pray that may God exalt your horn. May God prepare tables, not just a table, tables before you, even in the presence of these same enemies, these same people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. At the gates, at the king's gates, let nothing, listen, listen to this word. It says, now let nothing fail of all that you have spoken. He said, the king, King Ahasuerus was now telling Haman that when I, I pose a question to you, that what should be done for the man whom the king desires to honor, all the beautiful, lofty answers that you gave. You see, as I have commanded you to make haste and go and do this for Haman and for Mordecai, I am telling you that let none of these words fail. Make sure you perform every single one of them. Else you won't come back. Don't come back to this palace. Don't come back. So Bible says, the king now became a slave. The one who was served now became a servant. So you could see a gradual and a sudden shift and turn around of what happened in Esther chapter 3 verse 1. Some, please somebody post, help us with Esther chapter 3 verse 1. And then another person, Esther chapter 6 verse 11. Esther chapter 6 verse 11 became, suddenly became the opposite, the turning around of what happened in Esther chapter, chapter 3 verse 1. So after these things did the king Ahasuerus promote Haman the son of Hamedata the Agagite and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. Now see what happened. The 6 verse 11 said, Then took Haman the apparel and rose and arrayed Mordecai. Oh my God. Thank you Jesus. And brought him on horseback. Now he became the one who was announcing Mordecai's upliftment after hatching all the plans. After making mockery of him, looking on, on, upon him with anger, he began to parade him, announce him everywhere. He says, he says, hail the king, hail the man that the king has honored. Everybody hail him, look at him. Mordecai, the Jew who sat at the gate, whom I hated, who, who never bowed to me. Eventually, I am bowing to him. I am the one enthroning him. I have been made to parade the entire province, the entire city, and to proclaim that this is what the king has asked me to do to him that he is today honored before all men somebody may god honor you may god honor you before your enemies in the name of jesus i forgot to even look at the romans Roman chapter 9 verse 26 it says and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them ye are not my people there shall they be called the children of the living god oh my god oh my god oh my god the same place there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. He says, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Somebody, this might be your word. This might be your word. This might be your word. So Bible says that, Then Mordecai came, again to the king's gate but Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered 
This is what the Bible means when it says that may God make your forehead stronger than your enemies. May God lift your countenance and exalt your horn. Whenever 37, 27, yeah, God bless you. Whenever our horns are exalted, our enemies bow their faces in shame. May your enemies bow to your shame in Jesus' name. May God cause everyone who has labeled themselves as an enemy to your life, as an enemy to your destiny, as an enemy to your marriage or your marital destiny, your success, your business, your career, your, your education. May anybody who has labeled themselves as such, I pray and I declare and I decree. May God cause them to bow their heads in shame. May God cause them to sing your glory and your praises. May God, may God honor you before them in the name of Jesus. Now see, the very wicked woman that great, that gave Haman the idea to, to, you know, had it not been for Zeresh, Haman's wife, there wouldn't have been any gallows to hang Haman, her own husband, on. Sometimes you have to listen you have to listen to your wife. But you listen to the wife who is a proverb the one woman, the one who can become a crown of glory upon your head. They are words are words of wisdom. Not this kind of wife. That contributes to hatching wicked plans against against innocent people, people of God, a, a chosen breed on the face of the earth. That is a foolish woman. And this, this, is, this is how Job's wife sounded at a point in Job's trial. She told Job, why don't you curse God and die? That is foolish talk. Excuse my language. I pray that somebody, may you never marry such a woman in the name of Jesus. And the women listening, may you never marry such a man in the name of Jesus. This same woman now came back and prophesied the death of her, her own son and her own husband. Bible says that, and Haman told Zeresh, his wife, all that his friends, everything that had befallen him, then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, See, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, and you knew he was the seed of the Jews, he said, before whom thou hast begun to fall, you see, as I said to us, the beginning of the fall started happening right, 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 right. In the verse 4 of Esther chapter 6. It says, Before whom thou hast begun to fall. It says, Thou shalt not prevail against him, but thou shalt surely fall before him. Thou shalt surely fall before him. Your enemies shall surely fall before you. Your enemies shall surely fall before you, never to rise again. Never to rise again. Never to make mockery again. In the name of Jesus. Especially them that have refused to repent, them that have refused to stop to, to that have refused to stop tormenting your life day and night, them that have vowed to continue to be your, your enemy day and night, may they fall before you in the name of Jesus. Enemies of your soul, enemies of your destiny, according to Esther chapter 6, verse 13, may they fall flat before you in the name of Jesus. May they fall flat before you in the name of Jesus. As for you, your horn shall be exalted. Your head shall be lifted. Because God is the lifter up of our head. 
in the name of Jesus. See now, see the verse 14. See what happened. Bible says that they, are, they didn't finish. They were not even done talking. While they were yet talking with him, the king's chamberlains appeared. May God surprise your enemies in the name of Jesus. Every enemy to your soul, your destiny, anyone, in fact, the unfriendly enemies, those frenemies, those people who have, they, they, they are enemies, but they've disguised themselves as friends around you. Sometimes they even pretend to give you good advice as if they are willing to help you. But according to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 or so, Bible says that as a man as a, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He says to you, eat with me, but his heart is far away from you. He says to you, eat with me. Let us dine, but his heart is far away from you. May God